This is an iPulse News podcast, social issues for Friday, April 15th, 2022. I'm Carmia Valentin. The United States has the highest incarceration rate in the world, which tasks newly emerging criminal justice majors with the issue of properly dealing with a large volume of criminals as they enter and exit the United States justice system. The United States is also one of the only countries without a separate entity to monitor prison conditions and the treatment of the 1.9 million people that are locked up in American facilities. There is no denying that there are many problems within the United States justice system. The treatment of those criminals that are incarcerated within the United States is only one of many problems. Even though prison reform is not covered explicitly in one course as an entire subject matter, the topic of prison reform is constantly woven throughout the criminal justice program at Lynn University. I know it comes up in one way or another in pretty much every class I teach. Uh, I don't teach some of the courses, but some of the courses, for example, corrections, would absolutely talk about the attitudes and issues of correctional staff and correctional facilities and how some of those could be improved to make life better and more likely to support successful reentry. For example, I'm teaching crime and mental disorders right now, and we are absolutely going to talk about these are the things we need to do in our prisons that we are not doing. Since, according to the Prison Policy Initiative, at least one in four people who go to jail will be arrested again within the same year, there is a lot of room for improvement within the criminal justice system. We are a nation that doesn't really do a good job at reform, retraining, or rehabilitation, but we pride ourselves on holding people accountable for their quote-unquote wrongdoings. So we lock people up, but we don't do anything to improve them with mental health, with job skills, with formal education. And then we release them back into the public with the exact same skills, abilities, and issues that they had when they were sent to jail or prison. There is a heavy stigma that follows ex-convicts, which makes it extremely difficult for them to transition into society when they are released. The problem is that We're not a very forgiving nation, and we are disinclined to trust people who have been incarcerated. It's hard to get employment after you have been incarcerated because you carry the stigma of being uh, an ex-convict. And without the opportunity to get employment, formal education, or really any of the resources of the modern American life, the likelihood is that you will fall back or be forced into a life of crime. Many people that are incarcerated do not receive treatment for their mental health or substance abuse issues, which are components that can lead to trouble later in one's life. Both substance abuse and mental health issues are dramatically overrepresented in the jail and prison population compared to the people who have never been incarcerated. Additionally, people who are incarcerated are less likely to be able to read, write, or have completed much formal education. Unfortunately, the issues for convicts do not begin when they are released from prison as they are outcasted by society. Prison conditions within the United States are extremely poor. Anthony Leahy is serving a 30-year sentence at East Jersey State Prison in New Jersey. He has been in the prison system for 23 years. Maximum, 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 maximum
maintain these bigger prisons that were, you know, are brick and mortar that are not like the newer prisons that you have out there. They're easier to maintain and keep clean because of how they're built. I would say there's at least 60 to 60 OSHA violations at every step of the way in this prison. Even on the website, it's been talking about it being shut down, but they don't because they really don't have nowhere to put us. As a matter of fact, you have two buildings that have collapsed and the rest of the buildings in this prison are sinking. While it is not important for convicts to have extravagant living quarters per se, they should at least be able to live. Unfortunately for some, the extremely poor prison conditions do not allow them to even live out their sentences. Like this prison is so old that we still have lead paint under the layers of paint that we have. There's asbestos in this prison, there's black mold in this prison. But they really don't care. They just need bodies in the beds. On a regular basis, you have people, well, not like in mass, people dying, but you have people that were exposed. We had a brother here, he just passed away, not about a year and a half ago, maybe. But he was part of the detail that went into this wing in the prison where they were cleaning up asbestos. They didn't have hazmat suits. They weren't trained to do that. So, you know, this affected him later on. He, and he ended up dying from, uh, uh, I think it's called methamphetamine. But they tried to pass it off as something else. Recently published counts from the Bureau of Justice Statistics, 4,135 people were reported dead in state prisons in 2018. The Prison Policy Initiative calculated that the mortality rate of incarcerated people jumped from 303 to 344 per 100,000 people from 2016 to 2018. This has been an iPulse News podcast, Social Issues. For more iPulse news, visit www.lynnipulse.org.